Wait a minute, I hear something. On this episode, we're going to talk about a uh, put-together movie where uh, John Carpenter wants to put on makeup and really just become an older version of himself. I don't think he saw that coming. What's happening, everybody? It's Dr. Movie Time, and uh, we've got a kind of overlooked movie here. I think most of us have seen it, but we are talking about 1993's Body Bags. The, uh, the John Carpenter uh, series that was going to happen, right? So the story is Showtime wanted to compete with HBO because HBO had Tales from the Dark Side, I mean Tales from the Crypt, and uh, wanted to have a show similar to that with a ghoulish kind of host, right? Which happens to be... John Carpenter, I guess. I don't know at the time if it was going to be John Carpenter, but uh, I think to put this together, because uh, in the film format anyways, uh, that's what happened. But, you know, initially this was going to be Showtime's version of uh, Tales from the Crypt. And this kind of plays out. You can tell it's it's kind of pushing that direction, especially with the, the ghoulish host kind of thing. But the stories kind of lend more towards Tales from the Dark Side, or if you want to go back even further, um, Night Gallery, the Rod Serling show, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, it, it just kind of has that. It's it's got a little more doom to it than it does necessarily horror. And um, so yeah, uh, you know, the sad part is is. After they agreed to it, John Carpenter was behind it to get it going. And by the time they shot the second or third episode, Showtime said, eh, we're not going to do it. So now Carpenter's left with these little 15-minute episodes with nothing to do with them. So he puts them together in an anthology and releases it as body bags. So that kind of clears up the confusion of what this movie is. It was not intended to be a movie. So uh, that's kind of a wild thing when you think about it. We didn't know that back in the day. We just thought, hey, John Carpenter, new movie. What is this, right? And uh, so, yeah, let's look here. Hit the wrong button. Um, Filmmaker John Carpenter introduces a trio of terror tales, uh, one called uh, Unleaded, one called Hair, and uh, Baseball Man was the third one, which, I don't know. I think you could have come up with a better name for that one. We'll talk about that one as we go along. But yeah, so kind of the idea, horror anthology. And uh, John Carpenter dressed up as John Doe. Uh, you think he's a doctor, and he's, you know, dissecting bodies while all this is going on, cracking bad jokes. And like I said, it's John Carpenter uh, just looking like an older version of himself. So, you know, as scary as he thought it was back then, well, he's just as scary now. Anywho, um, let's see. Why to watch? 
It's gripping, suspenseful, and humorous, all at the same time. Packed with tons of uh, cameos and some great stories, Body Bags is a great addition to any collector collection of horror movies. Yeah, I mean, you you, you almost kind of have to have this one if you're a fan of Tales of the Crypt or any any of those, you know, the Amicus stuff, any any of the short story anthologies. Yeah, I mean, it it, it competes. Uh, I've seen worse for sure. Uh, let's see. Plenty of atmosphere, a little gore, enough to uh, enough sudden shocks and suspense to make it worthwhile. Yep, it's uh, it's it's pretty pretty well done. Uh, we got three episodes, uh, and um, hair. The second one. No, I'm sorry. The the baseball man one with Mark Hamill um, from Star Wars fame. Uh, is uh, directed by Toby Hooper. So Carpenter does a couple of them. Toby, Toby Hooper does other, which again kind of stirs up that that thing of, you know, we always talk about Poltergeist. Yes, it feels like a Spielberg film, but you know, this kind of shows that uh, Toby can can direct. Uh, so there you go. As far as a cast, man, this thing goes on and on and on because you got a horror anthology. Like we said, we got John Carpenter in this. Toby Hooper's in it as one of the doctors that shows up later on. Wes Craven is in this. Sam Raimi. Mark Hamill. Uh, Alex Datcher, which is in the Unleaded episode. Uh, she is in. Da, 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 da. Passenger 57 is what I was thinking of. Let's see. Uh, Buck Flower. You get from, from They Live, obviously. Robert Carradine, which we just talked about him recently in uh, Massacre at Central High. Of course, Revenge of the Nerds. Orca. I mean, the list goes on and on. He is great in this movie. And again, like I said last time around, I'm kind of a fan. Uh, I, I think he's a lot more versatile than we thought he was. We got Peter Jason in this, who's been in a ton of stuff. Tom Arnold pops in. Uh, we got Sheena Easton in this movie. Stacy Keach. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. The people that's in this movie. Uh, David Naughton. David Naughton's great in this movie. Uh... Man, just a bunch, folks. I mean, it's 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 hard to go through all these and try to drive and look at all of them at the same time. Uh, Greg Nicotero makes a cameo. Debbie Harry is in this. The great uh, David Warner is in this. Again, I mean, if you're if you're, Twiggy, I forget the Twiggy's in this with Mark Hamill. Uh, Roger Corman's in it. I mean, it just. It's it's an all-star bash. So, uh, why do we not talk about this one enough? Well, again, because I think it you expect a John Carpenter movie. You get this awesome artwork on the cover. John Carpenter's body bags. You're like, okay. And you get these Tales from the Crypt style stories, which, 
I think just kind of threw everybody. So, uh, and this, this starts that downward slope with the carpenter stuff, right? This is right around that point where we're starting to lose a little interest in, in the master here. And uh, it seems like he's kind of he's kind of slipping a little bit too. But you know, times change. You've made your money. You know, you get interested in other things. The market changes. The viewer changes. It was the '90s, and we know the '90s is not known for horror movies. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the first story unleaded. Young lady's working at a gas station. Her her boss is waiting for her to show up. It's her first day on the job. Her boss is. Uh, Richard Carradine and he leaves her a phone number to get a hold of her and the whole night she's in one of those that's kind of an isolated gas station and she's got one key to get in and you know it's, it's that scenario of you're locked into this thing and nobody can get to you kind of deal and on the radio on the way to work she hears about this serial killer that's been knocking people off in that area so yeah she's already spooked and every customer that pulls up, she's afraid that they're going to be the person that's the killer. So lots of jump scares. Uh, David Naughton shows up, and he starts hitting on her a little bit. And uh, ends up forgetting his credit card when he leaves. She comes running out of the station to try to flag him down, and then she realizes she's locked herself out. That's when a homeless guy shows up, scares her. She finally finds her way back in, and uh, turns out that uh, the serial killer is right there the whole time. So uh, I'm not going to ruin it for you if you haven't seen it, but it's pretty dang good, right? This this starts off with a bang, and uh, I really like this one. And um, you get again the cameos of Sam Raimi's in this one. Wes Craven shows up and he's wanting some gas and he looks kind of crazy. That's all I'm going to say about that. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Then you get to the second movie, Hair. Stacy Keach, right? He's pretty well off. It looks like he makes great money. He's got a great looking girlfriend, Sheeta Easton. And, uh, you know, before she started hanging out with Prince, I think. I don't know. It's about the same time. Maybe a little after Prince, actually. Um, takes a while to recognize her because I'm used to seeing her, you know, more dolled up to be a, a singer. And uh, Stacy Keach is infatuated with his hair loss, so he's trying all these things. He wants to have hair. He's flipping through the channels, and uh, of course he's trying all this goofy stuff. And Sheena Easton's obviously she loves him for who he is, not his hair. And uh, he starts doing all these goofy things, the Mr. Popeil spraying the paint on your head and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, so it's making fun of that whole thing. He sees a commercial on TV of David Warner advertising, you know, hair growth, almost like hair growth for men kind of thing, hair club for men. And uh, so he decides to go. Debbie Harry is one of the nurses, is the nurse there. And they start doing different hairstyles, looking at them computerized. And the he picks the the stallion, I think is what they called it. It's just long straight hair, right? Like down to middle of his back. <laughs> so here's this middle-aged man who comes back home. He's got a bandage on his head. And they say, after you sleep overnight, take the bandages off and you should be good to go. 
And sure enough, he wakes up the next day, he pulls off the bandages, boom, long hair. And he's all happy with it. Everywhere he goes, people compliment him on it. But he starts having this cough in his throat and he can't figure out what's going on. And he holds up a mirror and he can see there's like a hair back there. And the thing is, is it moves. So you don't know what's going on. But as this movie progresses on, his hair grows like six, six inches every day. So he can't cut it fast enough. Then it starts growing out of his face, all over his body. It's a lot like uh, the skit on Creep Show, right? The the meteor stuff with Stephen King, right? Where it just takes over his body and he can't stop it. So yeah, things start going bad really quick. And uh, he ends up going back to, to David Warner and asking what the what's going on here. And they're aliens. And when he, he holds up a, a mirror to the to the hair real close, or a, or a magnifying glass, I think, in some way, and he sees that these hairs are all like little bitty snakes. And when you cut them, you know, you can hear them scream, and they fall to the ground, they crawl away. And uh, David Warner sets him in a chair, slits over, slip, slips, slits, I'll get it here in a second, slits open, Stacy Keach's arm. That's hard to say. That's a tw- that's a tongue twister for sure. And all these hairs pop out now. I got the little faces and stuff on them. And uh, then David Warner goes in the speech about being an alien and finding a way to take over people. And this is the only way that they could figure out because they live on human brains. So they lock Stacy Keach up, and now he's, you know, incubating for all these little aliens. And that's it. But it's a—it's actually a fun little, little skit, man. Actually, as a kid, that's the one I remember the most. So uh, let's see, your last one, Baseball Man, which I think they should change the name to "Don't It Make My Brown Eye Blue" or "Don't It Make My Bra- Blue Eye Brown." That'd be a good one. Mark Hamill, baseball team traveling home for the weekend or for the holiday or for the week whatever i mean he's 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 doing a job obviously he's a good ball, ball player he's got a really good batting average on the way home it's foggy he's reaching for his cassettes like we all used to do they were down in the passenger floor and he's trying to reach the cassettes because he you know he needs his jams and uh he uh Raises back up, it's foggy, and a deer runs out in front of him, and he swerves and hits a tree, causes a big accident, and he loses an eye in the accident. So he's all upset now, especially when he finally wakes up at the hospital. And like I said, Twiggy's his wife, which, you know, Twiggy's, you know, a model from the 60s that been in everything. And uh, this doctor comes in and offers a eye transplant. So this kind of goes to the the movie uh, Body Parts. Same kind of concept, right? Where we replace organs or body parts with the parts from a cadaver, and you start using them as your own. The only problem is, is they still may be connected somehow to the person they originally came from. And uh, so Mark Hamill gets a different eye, which he's got blue eyes, but the eye that he gets is brown, so they give him a contact to put in it and it evens him out 
everything's to be hunky-dory. He can see out of it. But he starts having all these flashes of a baby in a crib, and the POV is in the crib, and a mom burning him with a cigarette when he's a baby, but he's feeling the pain. And then it leads to him, he's, he's digging in the backyard. I don't know if he's doing a pool or if it's just a background patio. But while he's digging, he senses that he's digging up body parts. Well, come to find out that the eye that he got came from a serial killer. So he's got those intentions, right? To the point to where he's trying to kill his now pregnant wife. And... Uh, has to deal with that situation, right? So he's got this inner battle between himself and this evil eye spirit. <laughs> and that's kind of what you get out of it. I'm going to leave it there let you check it out, right? So, uh, I don't know. I, I think all three of these, in hindsight, when you watch them now, you're like, you know what? All three of these are pretty dang good. I think it just caught everybody off guard when it came out. Because it, it, it's not quite Creepshow. It's not quite Tales from the Crypt. It's a little more on this side. It's a little more like Tales from the Dark Side. And I think that just kind of threw everybody. When you've got these other shows going on that's delivering the goods, this one kind of holds back on... I mean, there, there's gore in it. But it's still just kind of holding back to a certain degree. I feel. I could be wrong here. But I think it's just, it's missing that punch that we got with Creep Show and stuff like that. So, but I tell you, still pretty good. So if you have not seen Body Bags, I recommend it. Uh, I think the only part that, what really hurts this is the whole John Carpenter trying to be funny thing. Um, sorry, John, I love you, but not great. And I think you know it. I think he wanted, you know, it says in an interview that he wanted to do something fun and just dress up in goofy makeup and do something fun. Then he found out that dressing up in makeup every day is not fun, and it became a pain in the butt, and uh, there you go. But uh, overall, I like this one. I, I say it's a four out of five. Uh, it's solid enough, and they're short enough to, to really keep you entertained. And with a cast like this, you can't go wrong. I mean, you're... <laughs> You're getting some, some heavy hitters here. So do yourself a favor. Check it out. Let me know what you think. All right, folks. That's it for this episode. We will check you later. Dr. Cooper.